Welcome to Off The Grid Radio. Better ideas to bust you and your family out of today's global control grid. Now, here's today's show. Hi, welcome to another edition of Off The Grid Radio. I'm Michael Faust of OffGridNews.com. Today's guest is Laurie Neverman, a homesteader and the author of Never Buy Bread Again and several ebooks, and the creator of the popular blog, Common Sense Home, which has, I should say, more helpful stuff than just about any blog I have seen. Laura, we've always wanted to have you on the show. Welcome to the program. Oh, cool. Thanks for the warm introduction, Mike. It's nice to meet you and, and get, to know, uh, get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> your, your blog, I should tell folks, is commonsensehome.com, and uh, it's been a popular blog for some of our readers and some people who don't read our blog, our website as well. How, how did you get into homesteading, Lori? What, what's your history? Well, I was raised on a small dairy farm in northwest Wisconsin, so I started out in the country and then I uh, had the big dreams and whatnot, went off to college and studied uh, math and physics and engineering and got my degrees in those subjects and ended up working in a solar plant mm. and then decided after all that we were in the suburbs that I just really wanted to get back to my roots. And so we bought our 35 acres out in the country, built our dream house, and then, uh, yeah, everything's kind of built on that from there. There's always more projects going on. You know, it's great to have the opportunity to keep learning and then decided to share what we were doing with others, and thus was born the website. And so, yeah, it's you now becoming a way life, and, you know, we enjoyed a lot and like sharing it. Tell us a little bit about your, we don't want to just talk just about your um, your homestead, but tell us a little bit about, about your homestead. You have, you, have, you have 35 acres, so what type of livestock do you have, and, and what, do you, what, do you, what do you do there? Well, we've got 35 acres out in the country. We're about uh, half an hour from the bigger metropolitan areas. And when I say bigger, it's not like west or east coast bigger. It's only around 250,000. You know where Green Bay is? Maybe folks are more familiar with that, you know, Green Bay Packers. absolutely. We're about half an hour away from there and uh, near Door County, Wisconsin, which is another more well-known area. Mm -hmm. We've got the 35 acres. 25 of that we rent out to a nearby organic farmer, so that's kept and very uh, variety of crops. The remaining 10 is uh, rolling hills with some wetland areas. So we've got a small pond that we put in last year, and we're working to develop around that to create a microclimate and do a little climate buffering because we get a lot of wind here. And one of the first things we planted was windbreak trees, but we figure with a little extra thermal mass from the water, that'll help with that. And so outside, we're working to develop permaculture plantings. We've got couple different orchards going, hmm. a variety of trees, shrubs, fruits, nuts, um, vines, brambles, all sorts of different things going on. Wow. We've also got um, an atta- a small attached greenhouse for seed starting. We've got a detached greenhouse that's attached to the outbuilding, which is a combination coop slash garden shed. So it's growing into a little complex here for food growing and storage and so forth. Right now we have ducks, which... Uh, can catch on sometimes on the website and on our Instagram account because we have a duck thing. <laughs> the runners are hilarious. They're great for pest control, and they just started yeah. laying eggs, and uh, so they're our garden buddies. And then inside the house, the house is um, Greenbelt certified and Energy Star certified. It is a walkout ranch. It's got passive and active solar systems. There's a masonry stove. It's Oh, excessively wow. designed. It's also got a lot of features that um, make it uh, 
improved air, in, indoor air quality, as well as being it friendly to us and family members as we age. It was set up for, so basically you could set up an apartment on the lower level, you know, in case we ended up with in-laws or, you know, whomever moving in and sure. extended family. So, oh, uh, yeah, a little bit of wow. this, that and the other thing going on. Well, when, 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 when Laurie and I discussed what we were going to talk about um, before the show, we had so many different possibilities, as, as I think our audience can see by listening to Laurie. But we finally settled on uh, cold and flu remedies and just how to stay healthy during the winter time for people who live off grid or people who just want to live a more, I guess uh, we could say a more healthy, um, all natural type of life. Let's start about, let's start with boosting the immune system because you have several um, uh, areas on your website that you discuss how people can, can, you know, boost the immune system to try to stay healthy and try to try to keep from catching that cold uh, during the colder months. What are some ways or what, maybe what's the best way, way to do that, Lori? Well, you know, like the old saying goes, that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If you can catch it before you get it, you're so much better off. Yeah. But there's a number of different things. Like, obviously, that you know, you always want to cover your basics. Eat right, get enough sleep, wash your hands. You know, don't don't be running yourself into the ground because, of course, if you, you're worn out, you're tired, you don't follow basic hygiene rules, that just makes you more of a target for whatever malevolent little microbes happen to be in the area. But beyond that, you know, you can look at different types of supplements and um, live culture foods. You can use different herbs. There are even different tactics that you can take with some minor changes around your house that'll make it a little less, uh, w- little less welcoming to unhealthy bacteria. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that we tend to keep in our routine, uh, our regular supplementation with vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc during cold and flu season because each of those have been proven in a variety of clinical trials to boost your immune system. Plus, of course, vitamin C is well known to, or I mean vitamin D, is well known to help fight off seasonal depression. And, you know, if you feel better in the winter, generally you're more likely to take care of yourself, stay more active, which, again, all helps to feed back and boosting the immune system. Another favorite of ours is elderberry syrup, and you really kind of have to be a little bit uh, picky with your elderberry syrup because, it, unfortunately, some of the brands in the grocery store that you might pick up maybe don't have all that much actual elderberry in them. <laughs> like, hmm. like so many of our foods on the shelves, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with, you start flip it over and it says one thing on the front, you flip it over in the back, and <laughs> it's not necessarily what, what's on the front label. Right. But uh, it, yeah, elderberry syrup is a big one. We we do that in our house household, and uh, I don't know how, how do you source your elderberries? Do you order them online? Do you get them locally? How do, how do you get them, Lori? Well, we actually were lucky enough to go elder pick, elderberry picking with a friend of ours who whose mom was like the mom has been around. She, she's the ultimate forager. She can find <laughs> anything anywhere. She's like, oh yeah, I know this great this great ketchup. So we went picking and we actually were able to make up a bunch of juice that I've been using for my syrup. So that's really nice. But if I don't have fresh juice, there's a couple of places online where you it's pretty easy to make the syrup with the dried berries or the fresh juice, whichever you have. And if you don't have the fresh juice, you can use home can juice or there are a couple of places online where you can order just straight elderberry juice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely, again, that's one of those things where you really want to read the label. I do have a post on the site that's, you know, if somebody searches elderberry syrup on the site, there's a post with links to 
recommended sources for the dried berries and recommended sources for just the straight juice. So you've got you've got a recipe on the website. Do you have? Do you remember the the the, uh, the ingredients of the elderberry syrup that uh, uh, that that you use? Yeah, it's uh, you know really basic. There's basically just you know if you're starting with the dried elderberries, you know get your half a cup of dried elderberries, two cups of water, a cup of honey, a cinnamon stick, a few cloves and a little bit of freshly grated ginger or a pinch of dried ginger, you know, if you've got that handy. And then you just slow simmer it on the stove until you cook it, the reduced liquid down by about a half. Now, I've also seen other recipes. If you're trying to keep your honey goodness intact, you can cut your water back and just uh, heat it through so it's mixed, you know, so you're, you're not overheating your honey. Obviously, if you're sitting slow simmering it on the stove, and cooking it down, your honey is probably not going to be raw honey anymore by the time you're done. But right. um, depends what you're looking for. So, but mainly, you know, just berries, water, a little sweetener, and some spices because the cinnamon, the cloves, and the ginger are also antimicrobial on top of the benefits of the elderberry. So it's a nice combination. And I'm assuming, do you do you refrigerate it after you're done? Yeah, you can you know store that for two to three weeks in the refrigerator. And what are, what are you talking about, like a tablespoon or two a day? or? Uh, yeah, you know, it depends. If you feel like you're being compromised or your immune system may be under assault more than normal, you can bump it up a little more than that. But otherwise, I'd say, you know, a tablespoon or two per day. It's okay. just a nice, you know, go-to type thing. There are links to a couple studies where they checked various dosage and looked at different things. But, you know, that's just a good rule of thumb. Gotcha. And, we are speaking with Lori uh, Neverman. Lori, let's take a quick break. When we return, we'll continue our discussion uh, with Lori. We'll talk about uh, remedies for uh, the cold, uh, the cough, and uh, maybe even the sore throat. We're speaking with Lori, and she, uh, her website, by the way, is commonsensehome.com. We'll be right back. Finally in the news this evening, it's being reported that cyber spies from Russia and China have now penetrated our power grid. Even as energy experts are reporting that each summer we get closer and closer to the limits of our nation's power grid, some say that this summer's demand for electrical power may finally push the grid over its edge, creating a cascade of power outages across the country, putting us all in the dark. Are you prepared for the next round of storm-related outages or government-created blackouts? Have you ever thought about taking steps to get off the grid and generate your own private supply of electrical power? If so, this will be the most important information you have ever heard. Solar-powered generators are finally available. They have no moving parts to wear out or break and require absolutely no gas whatsoever. Remember, the government doesn't own the sun. So go to MySolarBackup.com. That's MySolarBackup.com. Check out MySolarBackup.com before you lose your power. Off the Grid News, because you want a different paradigm. Lori, let's now turn to uh, the common cold. And as you and I were discussing um, off-air, you know, when you talk about the cold, you talk about you're, you're referencing not just a cold, but you're referencing different elements of it, such as the cough, you have a congestion, and, and you have a sore throat. Let's talk about the cough. Uh, what are some common um, uh, natural remedies for for the cough? Well, one of the simplest cough medications, and that probably most of your listeners have on hand, is just honey. Hmm. You know, it coats and soothes, and it actually 
is somewhat uh, mildly acidic, so it makes the area a little less hospitable to angry microbes that cause trouble. And if you mix a little bit of pinch of cinnamon in with your spoonful of honey, then you get a one-two punch with um, antimicrobial action. And you can also make a simple, um, if you want to get a little bit more elaborate than that, you can team up your honey and your uh, cinnamon with a little lemon juice, too, and mix that all together because then you get vitamin C, which is, of course, uh, something we mentioned in the first part. And... So, like, there's a a cough remedy that I've got listed on the site, three tablespoons of fresh lemon juice, quarter cup of raw honey, and two tablespoons coconut oil. And then you heat that and um, use that as needed. You can stir it into tea or you can just take it straight. And that adds a little bit more coating, soothing action, plus the vitamin C and the honey all together. So. Helpful, helpful. And those are probably ingredients that everybody has in their house. So that's exactly. why that, that, that's the best kind of remedy right there. Uh, what about congestion? Congestion is a, a kind of a separate one, and sometimes I've had a cough without any congestion. So what, what do you do? Um, sometimes I have congestion without a cough. So what, what do you do about congestion? Well, how brave are you? Yeah, that's the first <laughs> question. Well, let's, let's find out. Yeah, one of the things that a friend of mine did, is, and this was like, you know, college on a dare type thing, is he sniffed hot mustard, and that cleared out everything, everything. <laughs> and his eyes watered, and, and he cried a little, but it, it was all good. His congestion was cleared. But um, for those of us who are not quite so into um, that much pain, frankly, but one of the another simple thing is, you know, just steam, you know, soak in the hot shower, let things open up, or get the humidifier running. And it just, that dry air is so irritating that it it irritates the nostril openings, and then you've got more inflammation on top of whatever's causing hmm. the, the mucus to build up. So it just, it's a one-two problem. And um, apple cider vinegar is another favorite. Um, some folks take it, mix it warm with a little bit of honey and a glass of water, so say six ounces of water, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, vinegar, one to two teaspoons of honey, warm water, mix that all up until everything dissolves, and then sip on that. And that will help break up and loosen that mucus and open up the airways because of the steam and the warm drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, sore throats are our next topic. What do you do about a sore throat, Lori? Uh, you know, again, if you can get the steam, uh, that is a big thing. And if you want... Honey is a, you know, that's a, the go-to thing anytime you got cough, sore throat. Um, herbal teas, you know, like if you're looking at, <coughs> pardon me, um, like uh, sage is a really good one. Okay. Ginger, peppermint, chamomile, all those are fairly common teas or herbs that, you know, you can make if you don't happen to have the herbal tea bags. You know, if you just slice a couple of slices of ginger or put a spoonful, like a teaspoon of ground sage in your cup of hot water and let that steep for 5 to 10 minutes, you know, if you're going for the medicinal value, you probably want to do around 10 minutes, cover your teacup with a lid to trap those aromatics in there and strain that and sip on that. Um, same thing with the ginger, the uh, ginger, peppermint, chamomile. Those are all some very common herbs that more people have heard of and... Uh, are very soothing for the throat and the sinus sinus passages. My, my wife swears by apple cider vinegar. Uh, she, I, I, I am one of those that thinks it's. Uh, 
I, I just can't stomach it. But she will, when she's coming down with something, she'll drink a, a tablespoon of it, and, and next thing you know, she's better. So I, I guess thought I would toss it out there for anybody who is brave enough to drink just straight apple cider vinegar. Some people love it. Yeah, and, and it's great people... for acid reflux, too. That's actually what my husband uses it mm-hmm. for on a regular basis mm-hmm. because a lot of people think acid reflux is due to too much acid, and actually, in many cases, it's due to not having enough acid in your stomach, so your stomach churns harder because huh. it doesn't have the acid to break down the foods, so if you put a little excess acid down there, extra acid down there, it kind of jump-starts the digestion process, it can soothe it and calm down the acid reflux. What, what are some, let, let's, let's start uh, closing the show, what, what are some things that people should stockpile? Um, when I say stockpile, I mean just go out and buy and put in the freezer just for winter. Um, I've been kind of making a running list here of things that you've mentioned. Uh, we've got cinnamon, elderberry, lemon, honey, um, of course, apple cider apple vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> yeah, apple cider vinegar. Um, what are what are some other things that perhaps people should, should just have on hand that that you would include in some various various recipes that you have on your site? You know, those are some good basics. Uh, if you like herbal tea, by all means, you know, get an assortment of those. The echinacea tea is never a bad thing. It's an immune booster. Also, too, which wasn't mentioned earlier, but probiotics. If you like yogurt or kefir or kombucha or raw sauerkraut or anything like that, or, or even just plain yogurt, um, just avoid the stuff that has a lot of extra added sugar in it. But eat those live culture foods because a lot of us simply don't have enough of the good guys populating our guts, and yeah. so it makes it easier for the bad guys to move in. So those are, you know, a lot of the stuff we covered are key things that will hit a variety of symptoms and and viruses but to also populate your guts with the good guys i think our time is about run out Lori, let, let's talk about your blog before we uh, let you go your blog is uh, commonsensehome.com what will people find on there if they visit it well we have a variety of main topic areas if you hit the phone page you will get introduced to our main subject areas we talk about gardening food storage some recipes um preparedness, home remedies, of course, and general homesteading topics. And uh, pretty much anything that people are listening uh, to our show right now would want to would want to read about is kind of what you're saying there. I, I think the gardening section is one of the better ones that I've seen, so I would, I would encourage people yeah, the to, site to check that out. Life. So there's, there's quite a mix of stuff, you know. I just um, And there are a couple things even on computer safety because so many, you know, right now we're, most of us are often are on the Internet, Yes. A part of our business and our home life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my husband's an IT guy. You know, he does computer security. So when some big thing comes out and hits the fan, he's like, okay, don't panic. Just do this. It's all good. <laughs> That's helpful to know. Our guest has been Lori Neverman. Uh, she's a homesteader and uh, the author of the book that I uh, mentioned earlier, Never Buy Bread Again. And uh, she is the creator of the popular blog, CommonSenseHome.com. Lori, we uh, enjoy talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us. You're very welcome. As a reminder, our audience can visit our website, offthegridnews.com, which uh, has a how-to section. People can learn everything from how to boost their efficiency and their wood stove to how to grow vegetables during winter. With engineer Gavin Wright, this has been Michael Faust. Please join us again next week for another edition of Off the Grid Radio.